previously on Life After 40 with Ernest and Amy. Oh, I told you about this, but mm-hmm. I, I, the listeners haven't heard it. <laughs> What's that? I had been gone from the gym for so long. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> the trainer behind the counter <laughs> looked up and saw me walking into the gym and said, Stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> I was like, what? Because it didn't register at first that when she was so saying. hilarious. Then I kept, I was like, oh, stranger danger. I hadn't been here for so long. Mm-hmm. And she was worried about who was oh, coming in the door. Goodness. That was hilarious. Stranger danger. <laughs> well, I guess it's good to know that people miss you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. When you're not around. And now today's episode of Life After 40 with Ernest and Amy. are you ready i'm ready all right welcome to life after 40 with ernest and amy so we i am going to be truthful with you this is our second take here what never done this before as i as i tell you guys we will never ever not tell you what's going on around here you will hear everything we won't cut nothing out we are so excited about tonight you know what i forgot to do what i forgot to turn my mic on so that is part of life after 40 guys exactly i am really living life after 40 <laughs> Excited to um, have a guest tonight, but before we get into that, I feel like we're having deja vu because we have to say welcome to all of our new listeners. Yes, welcome. We have um, (laughs) listeners. We have new people joining us every day on social media. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know what? I asked this question. You guys didn't get to hear it, but I'm going to ask it again. How was your week? My week was great. How was yours? Actually, my week was real good. I'm so glad. And you got in the gym a lot this week. Because you motivated. Two a day. Gym time. I did get a two a day in. I did get a two a day in. two a day. I hadn't got a two a day in in some time. Now, my two a day didn't consist of strength training i'm not doing strength training right now i'm only doing endurance and flexibility now i did do so i did yes. i did insert legs in this week but it's really endurance and leg work how was your gym experience this week my gym experience was great this week. I, I, yeah i got it in the i saw you with your daughter yes tyler went with me so you are motivating people well, no. <laughs> they said, if she can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> that's, uh, that's motivation. <laughs> you motivate she us. She went. You, um, so, for all of our new listeners out there, please, please follow and share us on our social media sites. Um, Facebook. What's our Facebook page? Ernest and Amy. On our, the Twitter. What's our Twitter page? Ernest and Amy. And on Pinterest, what is our Pinterest? Ernest 
anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see a theme here? There is no reason for you not to be exactly. able to follow us and say, what was that again? And make it sure you get that A in there. Ernest and Amy. That's right. <laughs> Ernest is spelled E-A-R-N-E-S-T. And Amy is spelled S-T-A-R. So make sure <laughs> you're following us. <laughs> <laughs> and as we always say, if you oh, follow us, we will follow you. Yes. Now, that, that third voice you hear... Yes. It's Coach Reggie. That's why we're so excited here. We are so excited. You know what? The energy level is through the roof in it here today. It is. It is. Let me read awesome. you his bio. So Reggie Graham Teal is a certified advanced fitness trainer, online fitness trainer, uh, brain fitness coach, sleep science coach, certified green living coach, certified Muay Thai fitness instructor, and certified level one mindset specialist. Coach RGT has over 35 years in the health and wellness industry and has owned his own fitness company, currently RGT Fitness Training Company, since 1998. He has worked with groups of kids to active senior adults and currently developing an all-inclusive online fitness training program for groups and family audiences that include past, current, and future desires to obtain optimal health and wellness. Coach RGT has formerly worked for the Prince George's County Health Department as the lead fitness trainer for the county, developed comprehensive health and wellness programs for thousands of individuals, groups, trained and coached Special Olympic athletes, and is a former contributing author for the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Reggie is married to wife, Jackie, did I? Yes, sir. For 24 years, a father of two boys, Reggie Jr. and Gabriel, and is a 16-year member of Woodstream Church, Woodstream, where he is a member of the Mass and Men's Choir and facilitator for Divorce Care and Divorce Care for Kids Ministry. Reggie is also a former drill instructor and master fitness instructor for the U.S. Army where he served two and a half years of active duty service, has over 50 21 hours. 21 and a half. Yeah, you said two. Oh, 21. What did I say? Two. two. 21 and a half. Uh, oh, 21 and a half. 21 and a half. I apologize for that. <laughs> another another over 40. I won't call it a senior moment. I'll call it another over, another over 40 yes. moment. Has over 50 hours in the physical therapy field and is a past graduate of the University of Maryland. Reggie can be contacted at coachrgt1 at gmail.com. Phone number is 240-601-9080. And his websites are www.rgtfitness.com and laurellife.com slash coachrgt. Don't worry about it if you didn't catch all of that because we're going to post it and we're going to repeat it again. Welcome, Coach RGT. So, as I read through your bio again, impressive. some other it yes, first and foremost, it is totally impressive. But other things jump out at me that you well, let's back up because we said some things earlier in the first take before I had my forty and over <laughs> moment. We talked about 
Muay Thai. That impressed me. Um, there was a question on what Muay Thai is. You want to tell people yes. once again what that is? So, um, in terms of uh, weapons or concepts of weapons, Muay Thai includes fists, elbows, knees, and feet. So you have all of these body parts to defend yourself or to fend off a potential attacker. And uh, in terms of fitness, this is a integrated workout uh, for beginners or, or experienced uh, martial arts personnel. And uh, we just, well, not we, uh, the person who uh, put this thing together has really included a comprehensive and uh, fun-loving workout uh, so you don't have to be a martial arts expert. So <clears throat> I, I tell my buddies all the time, because um, I've done martial arts for a long time, for over 20 years. And when I say I've done it for over 20 years, don't think that I am some specialist, that I am. I, I did it for self-defense and um, the exercise. Yeah. I just love it. I just yeah. love the one-on-one -on -one combat yeah. of it. But I tell my, my buddies all the time, and I want to get your take on this. I've been an athlete my entire life from Pop Warner football yes, all the way up yes. to when I just stopped playing flag football maybe 20 years ago. I've, yeah. I've done it. I've yeah. But I tell my buddies, there is nothing like being in fighting shape. Yes. I've, I've, obviously, I've never – well, not obviously, oh, but I've never yes. been in military. But, you, you know, your yes. military – You've done a lot of sports. You've done everything. Yes. What would you say about fighting? Because I tell my because my buddies they they play football, they play basketball, and I tell them I've done it all. But there is nothing, nothing like getting in fighting shape, especially MMA. Yes. So let's let's think of this. Um, one of the best illustrations I found in my thirty five plus years of uh, health and wellness is using an automobile. Uh, you've got a Volkswagen and you've got Maseratis and the top of the line. So when you're talking about fighting shape, um, if you look at the average conflict, you'll see that in minutes, the people who are in conflict are just exhausted. Mm -hmm. Can't hardly stand up, so it's easy to, to defeat someone at that particular point if you have the, the endurance to go on. And, and what fighting shape is, is going beyond that exhausted moment. Yes. Getting to a point where you go from a Volkswagen to a Maserati, so someone who's attempting to stand up against you in fighting shape. Uh, think of uh, an amateur boxer challenging Mike Tyson in his prime. Mm -hmm. There's just no comparison. None. When you're in fighting shape, this is tip top, top of the line activity mm -hmm. for five minutes or however long it takes. Your conditioning is just above and beyond. It and it's easier, easier than anything you could ever think of in terms of being in shape because your body is so conditioned for it. I think it was Tyson. I used to tell my kids this all the time. Nathaniel, you, you know my kids. Nathaniel was a third-degree black belt. 
Skylar's a second degree black belt and Jonah is a first degree black belt. (laughs) And I used to coach them. When I say coach, they had their coach. But when we went to tournaments, you know, I had to coach their corner. Yes, sir. But in leading up to their tournaments, I would always tell them, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be able to outlast Uh, the other kids. Because where I was going with this, I believe it was Tyson that said, being tired, and I and I, I don't remember the exact words, are, but it, and I'm paraphrasing. Not being tired makes cowards of us all. Yeah. To your point, if you're being attacked, and this is one of the things because I, I I've done Krav Maga for like several oh, years, oh, several yes, years, yes. and one of the things that we learned was before we even actually started the actual class, yes. they would burn us out. Yes. Endurance-wise. And we couldn't understand that. And they said, well, the reason being is because when you're attacked, it's only going to happen in seconds. And you don't want to get more tired than your attacker because you have that adrenaline going only for those few seconds. But once that adrenaline is going, then you're ready to give up. Not just your body, but mentally, you're just like, no. But if you can outlast your attacker... You got a fighting chance. And that's what I always should tell my kids. And I tell my boys, yes, we're playing ball, we're playing football, but there is no shape like fighting yes, shape. Yes, this is paramount, people. This is really paramount. When you're at that level where you can no longer defend yourself, yes, you've just lost. I don't care yeah. how good you look yeah. physically. Yes. I don't care how big you are physically. Mm-hmm. When you have no more muscular endurance. No more endurance, yes. It's it's over. It's a wrap. It's a done, done, done story. That's You're going to that. make the news. Yeah. And, and what, what's my favorite saying? Don't mistake sexy for being yeah, in shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Reggie. Exactly. I, I, hey, Reggie. I always, I always say, I'm out of shape. They even say, you're in great shape. I'm, hey, don't mistake look, sexy for being in shape. Because I know what in shape means. I know also, and I'm telling you, this uh, past three years, I've had two major injuries. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a weight now I've never been before oh, okay. in my life. I'm okay. over 200 pounds. I've never been over 200 pounds. Okay. And uh, one, I fell off a ladder. I'm mm. 30 feet in the air. Oh wow. Climbing to the tip top of my roof and I fell. And then a year later, I'm in the garage and I cut my ankle open six inches. Ooh, wow. And the doctor is telling me, look, this is really bad. You could lose your foot if it's wow. not healed properly. So I'm with you. With tip-top shape, it's nothing like driving a Maserati. Mm-hmm. But when you're out of shape, yeah, you got to. And, and this is, if you hear me, ever, never, ever say anything else. It's hard to get in shape. Yes. But it's easy to get, to get out, out of shape. shape. And quick too. Yeah, yes. Why is that? Yeah. So, so you. Think I'm sorry. About I'm sorry, Reggie. Yes. Before you answer that, maybe we should probably tell them what today's topic is because that's a good lead-in. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We, great we are talking good. She's she's the segue queen, boy. <laughs> Tonight we are talking about physical fitness after forty. Yes. This and talking about mixed martial arts and what's a good exercise and sport to get into. 
to build your endurance up, you know, this is a good segue to go into yes, Amy's sir. question. Yes, sir. So why um, one of the most humble conversations I have is uh, I personally and humbly believe our, our system, our health system is backwards and it causes us to think backwards. So when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, 19 years old, 20s, you're not thinking about, I need to really take care of myself. You get 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, one of the most prevalent conversations I hear is, oh my goodness, I'm on so so many medications, Mm. I'm so out of shape, I need to do something, blah, blah, blah. And you go to the doctor and the doctor says, you really need to lose some weight. You really need to take better care of yourself. Well, the dependency factor, I call it, uh, that changes our mind is, one, we're in the USA. We live in a a land of abundance. Mm -hmm. We don't think about anything else until uh, we have what's called a significant emotional health crisis or SEEK. Uh, we have a significant emotional health crisis where we may be hospitalized, never been hospitalized in, in your life before, or you find out you've got a condition that may lead to a disease. And it's all because you stopped this 20-year-old mindset, this 20-year-old caring for your body, and in some cases, you know, the pride of it, and you let it go because you age. And what you used to do is never, ever again an important factor until an important event happens. So something as simple as walking, we don't do enough of. Mm -hmm. And that's a precursor to me. I'm more interested in whether you are able to walk for a half a mile or a mile than I'm interested in you running running the impact of it when you have this extra weight on that you've never had before is going to cause you more pain what happens when we experience pain i ain't doing that no more right right so i'm interested in you getting out walking more than i'm interested in you starting an exercise program Mm. start with something very minute Mm -hmm. walk up a hill and see how your body feels. Mm -hmm. Don't give up because you start sweating. Sweating is normal. Mm -hmm. Just go back two days later and do it again. So don't start off with a seven-day program, or as I tell some of my colleagues, don't train someone to do the advanced, and they are not even proficient in the basics. Mm. Okay. True. Yeah. But you think you can do the yes, advanced. Yes. And then because, when you're sore, yes. you're like, I don't even want to do oh, the basics. Oh my goodness, mm. you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, uh, that's because that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're going to do something All right. about yes. that aspect and more. And let's, from this podcast on, let's talk towards your uh, premise of fighting shape, mm-hmm. okay? From the beginner to the advanced. Let's work our way to the advanced things and let's work our way to quote-unquote fighting shape 
versus just in shape. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not nothing that's overcoming, nothing that's taxing. Let's start off with the baby steps mm -hmm. once again that you already know you just haven't done in a while. Mm -hmm. And then let's work our way forward. Makes sense. Makes sense. So as we said, this is Life After 40 with Ernest and Amy. We're here talking to Coach Reggie. So excited about this, <laughs> man. I'm excited um, to be here. Thank you. We are, and I think we said it, we, I know we said it in the first one where my uh, over 40 slip happened, <laughs> but we are in a new studio this evening, mm -hmm. and the room that we're usually in, there is a celebration going on, so we don't know what kind of celebration it is or what's going to happen. We just want to apologize early on. <laughs> You, hey, you they know, they come looking in the window though. Yes, They've been yes, by looking yes. and thinking we're having a party. They probably here. think we're having a party. We're in here laughing and carrying on. Wherever me and Amy are, that is the party. <laughs> right. In our mind. Right, right, right. In our mind. So for those I signed who, a confidentiality statement. <laughs> I cannot disclose what's going on around me. Exactly. So for those that are new to the podcast, um, this started in just a real quick um, story that Amy and I had some great conversations and really enjoyed each other's company and just laugh and laugh and laugh and said, you know what, this would be a great podcast. So we we truly intend to mean what we say. And when we say that this podcast is all about you, deep in our hearts, we mean it. But the reality is, it really is about me and Amy entertaining ourselves. And if you find it entertaining, great. And if not, awesome. oh well. Share, <laughs> share, share, share. Right. So we hope that you find it entertaining. Hey, so Reggie, let's get to our first question here yes, that we want to know. Yes, sir. Or a follow-up question. So what do you do as a coach and what population do you work with? Who man, I've... Uh... Let, let me um, answer the first part. As a coach, I'm, um, I'm, I'm very sincere about meeting with someone and literally finding out if I'm able to help the person and, and why do you think I'm able to help you? And so as a coach, my first objective is to get the person to tell me as much about themselves and what their plans are or uh, what's causing them to, to not uh, be able to consistently. Is there an age group? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So uh, my, my, my age group is any um, 40, 50, 60 year old. Oh, perfect. Or above, but I'm also developing a program that's family-based because oh. if if someone is in a family, I don't think it should be one person in a family right. who's the healthiest person and nobody else is. With the family know? that exercises together, yeah, stays it, together. It should be all-inclusive. And so um, in that explanation of who they are and what their goals are, I simply ask the question, well, do you have a family? That is uh, awesome. Is it somebody else that you love mm -hmm. and care about that wants to do better? Or is somebody else already doing something that you can join with and do it at your own pace? 
that's great. I love that idea. Yes. And then yes. when they're, how do, how do people react to that? Do, so is it like a game that they play or do they go and exercise? Well, yeah. And, and <laughs> especially if, if the, the person who's, let's say, the inactive person versus mm -hmm. the active person, the challenge is, well, how can I do something that I don't have to do as much as you do, but I can still participate? Well, or that's a great question. We can participate. <laughs> so what do we do? So let's say you've got a, a person in your life, a man in your life that does 25 push-ups. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, I want to learn how to do push-ups. Okay. Instead of you doing a push-up like he does, mm -hmm. my objective is to show you how to modify it okay. on a, a, using a countertop or chair or table to support you. That's awesome. So then you meet them where they're at. Right there where they are. And it's all about you telling me and me having 35, 40 years of experience. I can, if you've got three steps in the house, I can show you how to use those three steps. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about that. Yes, yes. Three steps. That's all I need. Yes. So how important it is for it, for your population to, that you coach to exercise? So uh, I said this earlier, uh, we've got this society and this, this concept that, uh, you know, in my teens and 20s, I'm invincible. And then as we get a job, you know, we become adults and we uh, engage in life and, you know, you sit back and you watch TV more and you <laughs> right. eat more. And, oh, I love that movie. And then instead of eating a portion of something, you got a whole bag beside you. Or the big thing of popcorn. Yes. Because yes. it's the most economical. Yes. It's the yes. best one to buy. So, so it's like that car again. You can have the best car on the market. Mm -hmm. But if you drive that car at 35 miles an hour because you don't want to do any damage to it. Right. When it's time for you to do 60 miles an hour. It's not going to be ready. You are going to blow a gasket. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> you are going to blow a gasket because you've done this thing at 35. Okay. And now the speed limit requires you to go a little bit faster. So when we're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, we may not have to go 65 miles an hour, but if you needed to, you could because you're working your way back to a participation shape or an activity shape that's comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. You're not overdoing it. You're not in pain. You're not causing injury. You're working your way back to shape. And, and think about this. When you see some marathons and hear some 60-year-old person goes running by somebody. Right, who's, right. It's like, how are they doing that? Right, yeah. It, they're doing it because they kept going. They didn't stop at 20 years old or 30 years old. Mm -hmm. They kept doing something, whether it was two days a week or three days a week. It's not necessary to do three hours worth of work and be completely sore and try and do a, uh, what's his name? Sean, um, uh, one of these high tempo uh, workouts. Oh, or, yeah. 
or uh, yeah, like um, uh, P90X workouts, uh-huh. and you haven't worked out in 20 years, <laughs> you are setting yourself up for your engine to blow up. Oh, wow. So even at 40, 50, 60 years old, it's still just as important for you to have activity in your life as it was when you were in your teens and 20s. And people are living a lot longer now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The medical arena is not ready for the age groups that they're seeing now. And uh, think about this. If you had to take medications, and this is quite prevalent also, how much is, is it going to cost you for that medication? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, some people are making life-threatening decisions. Do I stop yeah. my medication or do I pay my rent, rent. or do yes. I pay right. for my food or do I eat this one thing? I, it, it's mind-boggling what's going on in the lives of people who are medicated. Mm-hmm. And I thank God uh, that I have never had to lay in a hospital bed for an extended period of time. I thank God I take no medications. But there are some people out there who have constant medications mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not a uh, uh, door knocker or a uh, hammer coming down on the medical industry, but I think I think it's outrageous some of the prices that people oh have to goodness. pay for their medications. Yeah, yes, it's it's it, it's it's crazy. You're exactly right, and we've said that before in terms of it's not as a career coach, a yes. career and life coach. And when I say life coach, when you come to me with your career, you don't just come to me looking for a job. Yes, sir. You bring. Everything, everything to the table everything. you bring your marriage you bring your kids yes. you bring your finances you yes. bring your health so your life is intertwined yes. um, with your career and the one thing that i always say and we've said this before is it's not about how much life you're going to have but the quality of your life yes, that you're sir. going to have yes sir. you know it's adding it's not about adding years to your life, but life to your years, yes. you know. Yes. We don't just want to live longer. Yeah. We want to have a good quality of life, yes. right? So I, am I going to be bed-bound, bedridden, wheelchair-bound? Mm-hmm. Is someone going to have to take care of me? Am I going to be afraid of falling because I'm so fragile? Those things are important. But as I said before, we lose track of what the future holds. Because we're so caught up in that moment, and then when that moment comes, mm. oh my goodness, I'm so tired, I can't even walk mm-hmm. up this hill. Right. Uh, that fear is a modification in people's lives. You know, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't mm. do it, I'm, I'm scared. Fear is something, isn't it? And, and if you go to a nursing home or rehab home, you see that. Yeah. Morning, noon, and night. You see the... The, the grip, the death grip that they have on a chair, even if someone is there telling them, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to help you with mm. this. No, no, you're going to let me fall. You literally hear that type of response. You know what's interesting? I was watching a um, documentary uh, two nights ago. 
on Ronnie Coleman. You happen to know? Yes, what? yes. Oh, Ronnie Coleman. Yes. I don't want to assume that you do or don't know. I don't. Ronnie Coleman like, is a bodybuilder. Yes. Former World bodybuilder. Class seven time or eight time. Eight time. Champion. Eight time champion. My good. I have actually in my in my basement gym. I have a basement gym, and yes. I have a picture of him up there. My goodness, this man is just, just he. I think they described him in a documentary as a. Did they say a truck or a tank with mm. with a head? I mean, this is how huge he yeah, was. He was a freak of nature. Freak of I'm nature. Freak of nature. Yes. Now, and I mean, that's I'm I'm saying that in a good way. Oh, okay. Right. This guy, yes. This guy would put a thousand pounds on a leg press. And tell people, oh, I think I'm going to do 10. <laughs> right. this, this is lightweight. That was, his, that was his thing. Lightweight, baby. Lightweight, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, that was his thing. Lightweight, and, baby. And, you know, you count the number of plates and 45-pound uh, plates times 25 on this side and 25 on that side. And he's it there was like, crazy. one, two. But now, I don't know if you've seen yes, him. Yes, I've seen him. Oh, my it. goodness. He is. Oh my goodness! It's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Why? He is. Was he on steroids? Well, so, so that's a whole nother story yeah, in okay. terms of yeah. amateur and professional yeah, bodybuilders. Yeah, we don't want to explore that, right? Because, okay. But where I'm going a... with this is that because of the how huge he was, yes. he would have to lift heavy. Yeah. And over the years, it's taking a toll on his body. Yes. So you imagine this huge guy who now has to have walkers yes. to walk. He's semi, and it's it's like having, uh, as uh, Ernest is saying here, it's like having someone help you walk. Yeah. That's how bad he, he's gone from this Maserati to this Volkswagen because of the uh, uh, wear and tear and the toll on his body, mm. he literally has to have walkers, uh, walking uh, uh, canes on both sides to help him walk. One of the things that they said, and it t- it goes to well, what brought it to mind was when we were just talking about fear, is he's having, in that documentary, he was having like another surgery on his yes, back. He, yes. As a matter of fact, he's had so many surgeries yes. on his back that they he had to go have, through. Yeah. Right. They he had to go through the front yeah. now. And they said the surgery prior to that, people who usually have that surgery are in wheelchairs and they, they, they never, never walk, again. walk again. But it's not because they can't, but in their Mentally. mind. Yes. Yes. It's a blocking. It's a stigma. And uh, mental focus is just as important as being disciplined mm-hmm. that you consistently stay active mm-hmm. as it is that you know when you get in, when I get in my car, I know whether it's a Volkswagen or a Maserati, it's going to get me from point A to point B. And this mental mindset, this this mindset that that we have in our younger days is almost depleted for a large population of 40s, 50s, 60s, 70-year-olds because so many are on medication and so many have become dependent on medication that I, I can't do it. I can't do it. 
uh, I'll tell you a quick story uh, before we go on here. My dad, before he passed, 2.30 at my uh, graduation, 2.30. Never been sick a day in his life. Also, never I've never known my dad to go to the hospital. I'm in Germany, and my mother calls me, or I call home, and she said, well, uh, you need to come home. Your dad is sick. Just like that. And out of the clear blue sky, I'm, I'm miles away, and I'm like, okay, what's wrong? And my mother is just distraught, and she, said, she says, I'm just saying you need to come home. I fly home. I'm reassigned to Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas. I get there. I drive 19 hours to North Carolina. I walk in the door and I see my dad and he looks like a care child. Mm. I was floored. I mean, he was just emaciated. 2.30 all my life is all I've known him to be. Solid muscle work every day. And here this man is 230 pounds down to 100 and something pounds. And I was like broken. Mm -hmm. I, I mean broken because I'd never seen him like that before. I broke down and cried because it was so compelling and, and such a dramatic transformation from what I knew when I left home mm -hmm. to come back and see that. And it's interesting you say how you just described your father because... I'm not sure if you remember. That's how I described my mm -hmm. father. Yes. My father just recently had surgery on his neck. Yes. Um, he had some discs. Yes. He um, that were um, out out of line, compressed. He broke out. I mean, he fell out of bed, and oh. I was telling Amy, my father's former army, and when he came out of the army, he worked construction work. Yeah. Until he retired. So I'm used to this. And I, Robust, this, this was the I, this was the way I described him. This James Evans looking yes, guy from yes, Good, times. Good Times, always and working. Now I see this frail of a man. Yeah, fraction it doesn't mean that he's less of a man, yes. but it's just the, the 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 body. Yes, you know. And I think this goes to your point. Uh, and my father, once again, former army construction worker yes. was always in good shape yes sir. i think this goes to at least your point yes. of we need to take care of this body that we have i'm writing now you only get one body hmm. and i'm here to tell you it doesn't matter if the uh technology of life advances so that you can get a replacement part you go and ask anybody who's had a transplant, a heart transplant, liver, kidney, whatever. Their body has to also be able to accept that new body part. And it's 8 to 21 medications that they have to take daily so that they don't have a... Um, a reaction or an infection or a rejection of that body part okay. have to be rehospitalized, emergency surgery, because they run the risk of dying if an infection sets in. Mm. This body part didn't belong to what the original was. You take care of the original 
and it could last forever. Yes. And I don't mean that in a figurative right, right, sense. Right. All of us are going to leave here. But you take care of this body part and you can even enhance it. You can go from a Volkswagen to a Maserati mm -hmm. to that fighting shape that we were talking about mm -hmm. because you're consistently doing something to improve. And here's another point. Some of us are willing to rush through traffic, get a speeding ticket, go through a stoplight, get to a job that we hate, and do eight hours worth of work to get paid and not take care of ourselves. Yeah. We're so stressed out about getting to this job, mm -hmm. doing this job that we're going to get paid for, and the neglect is every single day for mm -hmm. this one and only body. There's no, none in your closet that you can take right. off the hanger and repurpose. You right. only have one body. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's something. Um, did you have a question before? <laughs> so as a teacher of young children. Young people, yes. What can, I mean, my PE teacher is amazing and she's amazing with the kids. Awesome. Um, they even like in their journals will write, I'm, I love to play soccer because it helps my cardiovascular <laughs> system. I love it. So, you know, their, I love it. I their love inventive it. spelling of yes. cardiovascular system. Yeah. But you were taught that and we have that when we're younger and then we somehow forget somewhere in the middle yes. there. Yes. Until we get to the point where the doctor says. Yes. So what life changes can I help instill in my children now to help them other than it's really hard for me to get up off this floor right. help me get up off the <laughs> right. floor right. <laughs> you know, right all these little five-year-olds pulling me up but yes. they they're not going to remember that so think of it this way every example that you don't teach someone in your family a child a teenager mm -hmm. a young adult if you don't teach it to them Guess where they're going to get it from? The street. The streets. Or we have an obligation to do something. And I say again, my biggest precursor, my biggest uh, presentation, my biggest recommendation to anybody who uh, wants to sit down and have a conversation uh, about their health and their wellness is, okay, well, what are you doing now? What, what are you doing now? Well, I'm really not doing anything. And I simply ask the question, why not? That must be a coach thing. Because yes. when people ask me about career advice or job, my first question is, well, what are you doing now? Yes. And I typically get the same yes. answer. But you know what? I And I'm, and I'm sure you're the same way. I don't fault anyone because you don't know. Which you, you don't, don't know. know. Yes, exactly. sir. Yes, That's sir. my favorite line. Yes, sir. Yeah, you don't know yes, what sir. you don't know. If if you are a mom or dad and you've got a little one, a young one, or a teenage or a young adult, the person that they look to first in their lifetime is you. They stop looking to you because they don't see an example in you. Now, that's a hard thing for uh, an adult mother or father to hear or a young adult mother or father to hear. But they aren't seeing you active. 
So mm. they have no desire to be happy. Mm. They, I, I coached a uh, young uh, group of uh, hockey players, male and female hockey players. And so I, uh, in talking to the parents, I would always ask the parent first, why is your child here? Oh, they love hockey. And then I say, well, have they ever seen you participate? Oh, no, I don't do that. I'm too old for that. And I said, well, that's what they need. And they'd say to me, well, what do you mean? So one day, while they were getting ready for me to come to the uh, uh, box and give instructions from the box, or sometimes I'd walk out on the ice and stand in the middle, I went in the office and I asked the uh, hockey coach, I said, hey, you got any extra skates? And he said, you skate? I was like, yeah. I came out on the ice, and they were like, what? Mm. I said, give me a stick. I scored on the number one goalie. They went crazy. Mm. <laughs> and I said to the parents after, I said, that's all your child wants to mm. see. They don't want you to just drop them off. Mm -hmm. They want to see interaction. Versus you telling them, oh, you should have did this, you should have did this. Well, yeah, we can all be backseat drivers or what, what do they call them? Uh, uh, weekend uh, uh, um, chair quarterbacks or something like that. quarterbacks yeah. or, or weekend warriors. Yeah, you know, we can all be there. Yeah. But until you show something as simple, let's go for a walk. Mm. I guarantee you, let's go for a walk. Mm -hmm. is better than 10 hours worth of computer video games yeah. in terms That's of your well-being. Mm -hmm. Let's go for a walk. And guess what? If you find it hard for them to just go for a walk, you need to add some more creativity. Every level of interaction requires more activity. Mm -hmm. In order for you to get the answer to your question, where someone is withholding something and you know they are, you need to be smarter. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to go for a walk in the mall? Ding, 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 ding. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a ding, good ding, point. Ding, ding, ding. Right. Yeah, let's go. You know what they just started implementing at my youngest daughter's school is um, they go for, I want to say it's a one-mile walk every oh, day. They take 20 I minutes. Love it. 20 minutes every day and walk around the parking lot. Yes. So I, I, maybe they do it, you know, four laps or yes. something like that. Yes. But every day, you know, pending weather or whatever, yes. they go outside. And I was just like that. Now, well, I don't want to say, you what you say? That's what I do with my students. Yeah. yeah I mean, and they and, ask for it every day. Yeah. They go to yes, the lap. They and love then it. I started doing the lap with them. They're like, yes. yes. You're doing the lap. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yes. And I'm like, why? I'm like, because. I need to be in I need Guess to be what? in shape too. Every ninety minutes, and I'm, I'm giving away some corporate things here. Every Damn. ninety minute, I recommend that you are up out of that seat, moving around, mm -hmm. because this ninety minutes could turn into three hours, four yeah. hours, six hours, and eight right. hours of you just mm -hmm. sitting there, mm -hmm. and. Sometimes when I he hear people say, I don't have time to eat lunch, I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm usually at the desk. And I said, okay, well, your desk 
is healthy and clean. Your computer is healthy and clean. Your floor is healthy and clean, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean by that? All of these things are being taken care of. Your computer is getting rebooted, mm-hmm. updated. Your desk is being cleaned off because it's a requirement. Your office is being cleaned because that's a requirement. Mm-hmm. But here you are in that same state from the time that you sit down at work to the time that you leave. By the time you get home, you're so frustrated, tired, and stressed out, you're sitting down again. Right. Yeah, and that's a very good point. And that's one of the things I share as well is that you can't sit behind that desk for eight plus hours yes, because now you don't have you don't have an outlet during that yes. time. You yes. know, you have all of this work and all of the stress starting to uh, pile up on you and going to the gym will help you decompress. However, by the time you get off, and for for those that are listening who don't live in the DMV area, you could be sitting in traffic yes. for another hour, hour two and a half. Of, yes. Two hours of traffic. And by the time <laughs> you thought you were going to go and do it, guess yeah. what? Bank right, exit right, and I'm going home. Right. Or, or not only am I going home, I'm going to stop by. A fast food place because exactly. I don't feel like cooking exactly. when I get there. Exactly. But to you, <laughs> that's <laughs> to get chicken and gas. Chicken and gas. <laughs> some of them potato wedges right there. Oh, can you put some cheese on them also? But that's one of those things where you gotta make yourself a priority yes. because we're allowing the world mm. to dictate. With successes for us, and we're not taking time oh for ourselves. My you know, that is like winning a gold medal. What you just said. Yes, you know it's it's crazy. So, you know what? This might be a good time to take a break. This is what we're gonna do. Amy and I had already decided this. This is going to be a two-part segment. We are talking to Coach RGT. Yeah. Yes. And we're loving it. Great stuff. We are. He's giving us some good stuff about how to get our kids active. What I heard was that we need to be active with the yes. kids. Be an example. We'll be back. This is Life After 40. We're Ernest. <laughs> 